Well, we're here. A week from tonight will be the, uh, we'll pretty much all be ready for Pesach. You know, it's amazing somehow every year, whether you stay home, whether you're going away, all that work, it all just gets done. And, uh, and uh, this is a very special Shabbos called Shabbos Hagadol, the great big Shabbos, and it actually has a weekly Torah portion. A lot of times, the Torah portion right before the holidays, people, uh, you know, you focus so much on the holiday. So I wanted tonight to, to, to talk a little bit about the Parsha and then uh, kind of segue into Pesach a little bit. So again, this week's Torah portion is called Mitzorah, and we talk again about the... Um, but watching what you say, and I think it's very apropos going into Pesach, spend a lot of time with family and a lot of, you know, intense time perhaps. And, you know, you know, as wonderful as as wonderful as it is, there could be situations where, uh, you know, could be uh, gossip, could be, uh, you know, not easy to not talk about. So maybe it's a nice, nice uh, gift from Hashem that we have this reminder. So. There's a famous um, story brought down in the Medrash about the um, Rabbi Yanai. Famous Rabbi Yanai story is that he went to the middle of uh, the town of Tzipori in the north of Israel, and he called out and he says, who wants life? And people came running, and once he had a whole crowd, he, he quoted the famous Psalms, Psalms 34, we say it in davening every Shabbos. Who's the person who wants life, who loves his days, wants to have good days? So that King David wrote, he wrote, he who guards his tongue from speaking evil. And uh, there was a rabbi there who was just so excited to hear this. And uh, it's discussed, you know. The, I'm sure the rabbi heard about this verse in Psalms before. What's the big deal? And I saw an answer. I forgot who it's from. That said, now of course he knew the idea before, but the idea that he learned from this rabbi was that you know what? It's not enough to know about it. You got to talk about it. You got to constantly remind ourselves. If something is really important, you know, today people have reminders on their cell phones and reminders on their computers. And something that's important, you, you make a lot of reminders for. So we see here that speaking Lashon Hara and not speaking Lashon Hara, the Torah is telling us you got to talk about it. You don't talk about it. You don't constantly remind yourself it's going to end up something that doesn't happen got to spread the word about it. Now, it's interesting that another idea is that perhaps when King David wrote the verse about not speaking Lashon Hara, perhaps we could have thought, he said, who wants life in the world to come? But this Rabbi Yanai said, you know what? If you want to have an enjoyable life in this world, you won't, you won't gossip. You just have a much more positive attitude and a much more enjoyable life if a person does that. Next thing I wanted to mention is that 
There's an interesting thing when it comes to the concept of tzaras. Remember, tzaras is this physical, spiritual disease that a person would get when they spoke Lashon Hara. And the Zephoto points out that if a person's entire body was completely covered with this condition, then you knew that it was not Saras. It was not the sign from God of Saras. And I, it's an interesting thing. You know, why? You would think the whole body is covered. Must be that's you have got it. And I saw an amazing idea. And said, you know what? Because sometimes, or really almost all the time, the subtle dangers are the worst. Things that are blatant. Everyone knows you got a mafia head, you got a famous gangster, stay clear. But it's that, you know, person who's sneaky, who you wouldn't necessarily notice. That's the person who's the most dangerous. And this is the message that God wants to tell us with Lush and Hart. He says, you know what? If the whole thing, if the whole thing is is Mitzorah, that's not what we're worried about. We're worried about that, you know, you know, people like, you know, you know, there's the biggies in Judaism, kosher, Shabbos, but then there's the nitty-gritty things and those things in relationships and with uh, with God, with, with with other people, those are the stuff that you know, everyone knows, you know, don't punch someone in the face. Don't punch someone in the face. It's pretty universal. But it's not as universal as maybe a line, a sarcastic line, stonewalling, things like that. And that's what this uh, message is teaching us. Now, in, in summation of the past two weeks' Torah portions, where we have all many, many, many details about about. The the how, how to get better from Taras, how to identify it. And it's clear that the whole purpose why the Torah spends so much time on this is specifically so we um we will learn from it. Then it was for them to learn from it, then it was for the person to learn from it, it's for us studying to learn it. And the Dubna Magid says this is a really important point here. And he says it as he famously does with parables. Um, uh, one second. I'm going to let someone into the, um, the room here. Um, okay. So he says a famous parable. And the parable is that there was once a man... He went to go visit a, um, a a mansion, and he was there for dinner. And he sits down at the table, and the master rings a bell, and this amazing, uh, amazing uh, spread comes out, spreads over. And then, so we have this parable. The head of the house shakes the bell. Great, more stuff. And throughout this whole evening, the master of the house is ringing the bell. And what happens is, is every time he rings the bell, some, something incredible, something even more incredible than before came out. And this countryman, when he came home that night, he told his family, you know, we got to buy a bell because I was in this fancy mansion 
And you should see what happened. All night, all the master of the house would have to do was ring his bell and amazing things would happen. Says the Dubna Magid. Obviously, when this man went and bought his bell and shook, of course nothing happened. Because the bell only did stuff because there was preparation and there was attention. And all that was needed was done. And the bell was just the, the kind of brought it all in. Says the Dubna Magid, the past two weeks Torah portions, been so much time discussing details about the, how a person gets Saras and how it goes away and what you can learn from it. You're only going to learn from something if your eyes are open and your ears are open and listening, and you're interested in learning. And this is, I think, a beautiful segue into the night of Pesach. The night Pesach is such a powerful thing. Pesach is incredible. The night of the Seder, it's the in certain sense one of the holiest nights of the year. There's so much that could be accomplished over Pesach, but it only happens. If a person is interested, a person prepares, a person is listening, and a person can say, ah, you know, I've tried Judaism, I've tried Passover, I've tried Shabbat, I've tried this, you know, it doesn't affect me. Well, you got you to gotta have your eyes open, you got to be listening, you got to put some prep into something, you know, you only get what you put in, and, and, and that's uh, something we really got to think about. So what I just want to talk about for a few minutes what what is the seder what is the purpose of the seder why is it's 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 like the it's people who don't do like almost any judaism all year round and uh, they'll do the seder people love the seder what's what's uh there's so many goals you could sit here and probably brainstorm with all types of lessons and things of the seder but if i would share what I think maybe is perhaps the an overarching goal of the Seder, it's, it's, I, I think it would bring it out with the following point. You know, occasionally, and certainly when I was even younger than I am now, people ask me, you know, what, what makes you a rabbi? And for that matter, what makes a rabbi have any, you know, authority or any, any import? And, I like to quote the famous Rambam, Maimonides. Maimonides says, what is a rabbi? A rabbi is someone who has an unbroken connection, which goes all the way back to God from at Mount Sinai. I learned from this rabbi, I learned from that rabbi. It's not that far. It's, you know, you go 40, 50 steps, you're there. And that idea in a similar vein, is what the Seder is. The Jews, we've been here forever. We've lasted through all kinds of impossible situations, and we continue to do it. But how is that? How do we do that? What is it? And the Seder is one of those things. It brings home this idea, and there's special energy, the same energy that was there 3,334 years ago, when the Jews came out of Egypt, the energy, the, uh, so many energies, and this is one of them. The ability to strengthen our Jewish strength, 
our pride, our and 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 what what that what what it is, what makes it so strong, what makes the Jewish people and Jews in the middle so strong is that we're not we didn't just show up. We're coming with thousands of years of unbroken tradition, and that's how we stand. You know, you can't knock something down if it's so, 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 so deep. You know, there's a story, a little bit of a sad story, but it's a refreshing story, and it brings out the point. So, um, unfortunately, sometimes during the World War II, the Nazis would uh, tease and play these really mean, painful games with the Jews. And I think it actually was in Ukraine, this spot. And they uh, they gathered up a bunch of Jews, and there was this big, you know, crack in the ground, really big crack. And it was basically humanly impossible to jump over. And they wanted to play a game. They said they lined the Jews up, and they said, whoever can jump over this big hole in the ground will live. And if you can't, you'll be shot as you fall. It was a long line, and in the line, there happened to be, just so happened to be lined up together, was the great Blue Rebbe, one of the great uh, leaders. I actually met him a number of times. And next to him was a Jew who was a self-hating Jew, a Jew who, in another circumstance, really would fight with someone like this rabbi. And they were sitting there, and it came their turn. And the rabbi was first. And this elderly rabbi, not there were people who were much stronger athletes that could not make it over. It seemed to be not humanly possible. And he put all his strength together and he jumped. And somehow he got to the other side. And right behind him was that friend, that self-hating Jew who came right behind him. And they both, thank God, went to safety. And the quote-unquote self-hating Jew said to the big rabbi, how did you do that? And he said, I closed my eyes and I thought about all my ancestors, family and rabbis, and I hung on to them. I held on for dear life and it carried me across. The rabbi said, well, I have a question for you. I'm a believer in our tradition, but you're not. And how did you get across? He said, Rabbi, I held on to you. And that, you know, some, you know, in the 21st century, sometimes we could feel weak. You know, the Jew, you know, we, we you know, you know, the, being Jewish isn't always so popular right now. And a person could sometimes feel, who are we? You know, we're weak. We don't have the strength other generations had, the rich. A strong tradition, but we do have it, and we have to grab on to what we have from the past, and that's what the Seder is. Seder is about bringing that home. We Jewish pride. We have so much to be to be be proud about, and so much to draw on, and that is, I believe, puts together many of the themes of the Seder. We're supposed to walk. It's supposed to be a shot in the arm of strength. Of, 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 of just being happy, happy or Jewish, the strength to go, keep keep going, and not only keep going, but to but to thrive. And, and, and there's a special energy there. A person, yes, a person could think about this idea anytime. You can think about it now. 
But especially the night of the Seder, there's a special, special ability. If a person tries to connect in this way, that power is there. It's like, you know, sometimes you have a, a radio station and you, you have it on the station. And as you get closer, it, uh, it um, you know, you start to pick it up. And then when you get in the right spot, you can hear it perfectly. And that's what the Jewish holidays are. Jewish holidays are, are the, there's, there's times of the year when our reception is so much better. But you got to put up your antenna. You got to be on the station. A person can't expect to show up to the Seder and just hope it just somehow through osmosis. Now there's definitely something there. But if you really want to have, you got to have to the right channel and you got to be ready. And you got to know what you're looking for. This is one of the very big things they're looking for. Now, a person could say, ah, you know, it's not for me. Who said it's for me sitting on a long say, well, first of all, it doesn't have to be long. But it's clear when one looks at the Seder, the long Seder, and it is long, that there's many, many different uh, styles throughout. You have question and answers. You have songs. We do. We have um, physical uh, demonstrations, physical involvement, singing, and acting even. And the purpose of all that is because, you know what? Not everything excites everybody. And not everything in Judaism excites everybody. Not everything speaks to everybody. But there's something in Judaism that speaks to everyone. And the message of the, 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 the Seder is, is that, you know what? There's going to be something here that, that that's for you. I'm not saying it's that the whole thing isn't for you. But there's going to be something that's right, tailor-made for you. Maybe you're the question-answer type. Maybe you're the repetitive type. Maybe you're the math type. And the point is, it's there's no Judaism has has what everybody needs. And someone asked me once, you know, how they said, you know, Naftali, what are you going to do to make it that your kids want to be Jewish when you grow up, when they grow up? And I said, you know what I want to do? I want to make it that that's not even a question. I want to make it that the question will be, why would you want to not be Jewish? Because being Jewish is so meaningful and so cool and incredible. And, you know, a lot of times I would I, people say about the Seder and other holidays, they say it's all about the kids. Now, I think I got eight kids. I think kids are important. They certainly need to be paid attention to. They need to be a focus but kids will only be as excited or interested in something or see value in something as much as the person who is giving it over. If I don't think Judaism is meaningful, cool, and fun, and happy-inducing, then it doesn't matter how much I focus on them. They will not be excited about it. They'll think it's just a fun night. It, it's got to be fun. It's got to be interesting. But it starts with each of us. Jewish people, it's not about one family. It's about every generation of Jews, whether you even have kids or not. Every generation of Jews, each one of us is there to help keep it going to the next generation. And that takes, if each person take, does their part, 
to 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 focus on some of the themes and there's so many themes we just talked about one is gratitude there's working on your character traits there is re recognizing that god is in complete control and the amazing serenity that that can bring an amazing hope that that can bring if a person really really nails that home that god is completely um in charge you have the idea of freedom What's the idea of freedom? It's not freedom to do whatever the world you want. It's freedom. You have the freedom to, to accomplish and not be a servant who has no brain and no motivation. You have the ability to choose to have a connection to Hashem to live a meaningful life. Let's see. One last thing before I do a quick review. Okay. Obviously, the main uh, item that we share is the matzah. The main feature is there's matzah and there's no hummus. And we all we probably know that matzah is famous for being not blowed up. There's no ego. Your humility. And the truth is, if a person wants to be happy in life, they want to be successful in spirituality. Want to be successful as a human being. We need to have that humility. We need to be able to listen to other people, to respect other people, to respect God, to respect ourselves. And that is when we eat that matzah sometime over the seder. We want to walk away. We want to walk away from Pesach, a better person. How we deal with other people. And let's do a quick review. We talked about how it's a nice gift from God that we have again the Shabbos before Pesach. We talk about the laws of speaking Lashon Hara. Because you're around a lot of people. That's what happens when you're a lot of people. You can't end up gossiping. And how important it is to review that. And how similar to the Seder, that if you're not interested and open to learning and hearing ideas... You can, you can miss the whole thing. You can literally miss the whole boat. It's such an opportunity. You know, whenever there's a, I, I get like this sort of like very unique type of fear when I like know there's such a major opportunity coming and I want to want to miss it. So I'm, I'm getting excited about that. I'm happy that we have the opportunity to talk a little, little about that right, right now. We talked about how when a person is um is uh they if they get the uh saras over their whole body that's not a sign because the torah is not nervous really so much about blatant someone's really mean to someone and yells the lungs off at them we're more nervous about the subtle things subtle things people can somehow can you know let themselves think are okay and and uh, that that uh you know, in relationships also, everyone knows, don't beat someone up, don't really yell at someone, but, you know, to do a needling comment, you know, that we might, we might can forget and do. Talked about how at the Seder, the Seder is a time to strengthen our Jewish pride and how proud we should be. And we, you know, how we're, we're so strong, we go back thousands of years and we have a whole community to rely on millions and millions of people 
and who are alive today and, and have, have been, a, been a part of that tradition. We should walk away as proud Jews and a person is proud. You want to invest in your relationship with God, invest in yourself, invest in the Jewish people. And to realize that, you know, Judaism really is something special. And then you'll exude that. You do that for yourself and exude that for other people. But it's very important to be open to being affected. Person is not open to being affected. God forbid they can miss the boat. You cannot, you can be on the wrong channel. You cannot have your antenna up. To do that, we'll have an amazing, amazing Pesach next Thursday night. We'll not be happy on the next two Thursday nights. Should have an amazing, amazing Pesach, a beautiful Shabbos. And hopefully it says, it says that you know the Jews were uh, were redeemed in the month of Nisan. And uh, the most apropos time to be redeemed again, a Mashiach will come in the month of Nisan. Thanks for coming on, and Chag Sameach, good job.